the core values to CIC being caring, inspiring, and creative. Try to be the first mover in everything we do. And our main goal is to have no administration task at all at the hotels. Welcome to the second season of The Modern Hotelier, the fastest growing hospitality podcast. Both hosts were named top 100 most powerful people in hospitality and voted fourth most popular podcast by the International Hospitality Institute. Each episode will get to know an industry expert and we'll discuss the latest trends in hospitality to help you, the modern hotelier. Welcome to the Modern Hotelier. I'm your host, David Mullally. I'm Steve Karen. And I'm John Boomhoffer. This episode is sponsored by Lasso Experience. Lasso Experience is a complete digital guest platform that provides a single point of communication that takes care of your guest's entire journey from reservation to post-stay. It is fully customizable to the specific needs of your guests and your hotel, opening up new revenue opportunities and creating memorable guest experiences. Contact them at lassoexperience.com to see how they can help. Steve, who do we have on the program today? Yeah, David, today we have on Thomas Furland. Thomas is the head of operations at CIC Hospitality. He has over 10 years of experience of hospitality, and he's worked at a variety of roles at Nordic Choice Hotels, Radisson Blue, Smart Hotel, and now at CIC. Thomas is a graduate of Bournemouth University, where he studied hospitality management. He's also a member of the Norwegian Hotel Association. Welcome to the show, Thomas. Thanks. It's an honor to be here. Absolutely. Great, great to have you. So, Thomas, we're going to go through a couple sections. We're going to ask you some random questions, learn about your background, get into your career, and then get your thoughts on the industry. Sound good? Sounds perfect. Okay, so here we go. What was the worst job you ever had? <laughs> My worst job? <clears throat> to be honest, I had just worked in the hospitality industry, so that's quite hard. But I had few years working at the gas station. So it has to be, that has to be it. <laughs> Are you a morning or a night person? Night person and morning 24 <laughs> seven. Good answer. So if you had to, if you had to delete all apps on your phone, except for three, what three apps would you keep on your phone? Gmail, Tinder, and uh, Spotify. Got it. What, what's your most uh, used emoji? Ooh. I do not use emojis, so I think um, many of my friends think I'm a bit strict, but smiley face. Keep it simple. Here we go. Got it. What's your favorite band or singer? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I have some few Norwegian guilty pleasure, but let's say Ben Howard. What's a favorite, favorite place you've ever traveled to? Location-wise, uh, a small town in Italy, in between um, Naples and Sicily. It's called uh, Cosenza. Authentic, really nice. Have you ever been uh, mistaken for somebody famous? Do people say you look like somebody famous? No, just me. <laughs> no, <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. No, I haven't. <laughs> if you had a time machine, you could go back to, the, if you can go back in time or into the future, which would it be and what year would you go to? I would go 20 years in the future to see how tech has developed, but mostly for the society. And hopefully I will see that we are not too addicted to our phones. 
And one last one. If you had your own talk show, who would the first guest be that you would have on the show? At Ritz Carlton, Sarasota, at the club lunch, there is a beautiful lady working there. Uh, she's approximately 60 years old, and she's just one of a kind. She knows what whole hospitality is all about. Awesome. So now, Thomas, now we get kind of a little bit more about your personal background, what makes you tick, how you got here. So where did you grow up? I grew up in a small city surrounded by it's a summer city, uh, southern part of Norway called uh, Larvik. 40,000 inhabitants, small, everyone knows each other, um, but cozy and a good summer vibe. Awesome. How did that shape you and uh, who you are today? When you grew up in, in a, such a small city like uh, Larvik, you mainly have your inner circle from the age of 10. You, want, you won't find any new friends. And it has shaped me that I take more care of the friends that I have today and that the inner circle is really, really important for me. And I'm, yeah, I, I just really like my relations and take good care of them. I love that. I love that. What was, uh, what went into your decision to going to Christiana University and uh, majoring in hospitality? That's also a good question. Uh, basically, because I did not want to attend um, the military. Uh, right. And then it was, either hospitality or it was uh, during psychology. And I chose uh, hospitality. Mm. Were you involved in any associations or sports or anything when you were at university? I was the one that started the, um, basically the association for, for the hotel sector at the university just for a year. But I think it is important to make the students connect to the, to the industry. Uh, in, in a broader way, uh, because that's basically where you learn. And it also gives the students an opportunity to talk to professionals. Awesome. Well, great. So now I kind of want to get into your, your career, um, how, how you got to where you are, how you got to CIC. So while you were at college, in college, you were a receptionist, correct? At the Grand Hotel in Oslo? Yeah, I actually had some different jobs uh, during the time I studied. Uh, I started as um, as a main um, main waiter at two hotels uh, for the Nordic Nordic uh, Church hotels, and then I started as a bellboy at the Grand Hotel, and then I become a receptionist. So the the best part was being a bellboy, hundred yeah. percent, no responsibility at all, a lot of tip, just a perfect. And I feel like you get a good workout the whole day, right? Yeah, uh, maybe I should uh, consider what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were a uh, reception manager at the Radisson Blue and um, Smart Hotel, is that what kind of sparked your interest in, in technology and emerging technology in, in, the, in the space? You have Radisson on one hand, and then you have Smart Hotel on the other hand. And I have seen how I think a business should be run, and I have mm -hmm. seen how... A business should not be operating. We won't ask you which one. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just jump in real quick and I won't mention which one either. But it was funny because when I was working at a company, we had a client and we were in Brussels at the property and we were providing them with a mobile application, which had mobile key. And the person at the desk didn't even know that that existed when we checked in. We're like, yeah, we want mobile key. We don't want the keys. And they're like, what's that? And we're like. Well, you know, we, we just your company spent thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars building this out. So anyway, so I I know which one you're talking about. 
there's many, many problems when you're implementing tech and, and especially when you go to big brands such as, as Radisson, uh, you have to have a, a clear strategy how to roll it out. Uh, and it's it's hard. Correct. Absolutely. And ownership changes too. So, And then from there, Thomas, you went to uh, CIC Hospitality, where you are now. Um, and you've been there for about the past two years. What brought you to CIC? Actually, I've, I've been there now for three years. Um, oh, for three years. Okay. Been, yeah. And it's been a hell of a journey. Um, I was at the Smart Hotel. I was a um, sales manager. I did the front office role. I also had the hotel manager role at Smart Hotel, a price-friendly hotel, 250 uh, rooms in, in the city center of Hostel. And then I saw this uh, job, and they were looking for a, for a management trainee. And I thought, yeah, what are those guys up to? Um, I went <laughs> to an interview. Yeah, quite interesting. Two hotels, but I thought, yeah, I would like to do something new. And, and I think the guys was quite inspiring. And they had a really good philosophy in the way they were going to go. And they also have the same mindset of, of the operational model. And that was probably because that I was quite attractive for them as well. And then we got our third hotel, and then the pandemic came. So, yeah. <laughs> End of story. No, it wasn't. Can you tell us a little bit more what makes uh, CIC unique? The main thing is that we are um, passionate about hospitality, but we do have real estate uh, and not the other way around. And then the core values to CIC being caring, inspiring and creative and also be the challenger in the marketing, try to be the first mover in everything we do and our main goal is to have no administration task at all at the hotels. Wow. You brought up the pandemic. Was there something that, you know, one trait that really pushed CIC through the pandemic that you saw? Or was it just kind of the vision of, of the company in general? Both. Um, the strategy from, from, from the very start, uh, of course, it was, it was the main road, but the pandemic made us Reaping the business, and after two months, we saw that if we are going to survive with the three hotels that we had at that time, we have to do something quite fast. Yeah, we we basically um, turned around on the operational model. Uh, we tried and failed with uh, tech, uh, and we were lucky enough because the pandemic gives us a lot of opportunities as well. After one year, we had ten hotels, uh, so, so it was. Mm. Just a really unique opportunity as well. But the reason why we got these 10 hotels was because we did it well. And I think we were the only company in Norway that earned money during the pandemic because of the operational wow. model and that we were able to turn around that fast because we are a small organization, but we're also an organization that are hands-on. That's awesome. That's, That's incredible. And uh, there's a lot of talk about sustainability <laughs> in our industry, is there anything that CIC is doing or any uh, objectives that you have around that? Uh, of course. Uh, I think uh, sustainability will become more and more important. Uh, first of all, for real estate owners, the bank will have risk management for sustainability uh, in the upcoming five to 10 years. It's just how should you basically do the 
KPIs to be able to to measure the risk. Mm -hmm. But it's, of course, about taking care of our planet as well to be able to operate uh, with uh, low cost uh, to use green energy to install solar panels. So it's a whole package. And, and of course, uh, to be able to op operate um, Bencher Total, you do need to cut the cost down. And you need to be honest as well. Of course, I will not give you three towels because that costs us money. Right. So there, there is a package here. And I think tech, sustainability, the right operational model for us uh, will, will be the future. And the ones that are focusing on sustainability, especially for real estate owners that has hotels, that's a must. Absolutely. Awesome. And I love that answer. It kind of flows into the next section where we talk about the industry thoughts and kind of what's been going on. And CIC has been in the headlines recently um, with their boutique hotels, uh, with the front desks that are now managed by, it, it almost looks like a hologram that they're managed by. It looks incredible. Can you tell us more about this process? I guess, A, how you decided to have this technology in your hotels. And I guess a, a, a little bit more about the background of the technology, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's insane. And to, to be honest, it's, when I first saw our video, uh, it was an exhibition somewhere. I saw a post on LinkedIn. I sent it to the CAO and I said, this is the future. And of course, when you see something that unique as Hologram and what HoloConnect has developed is, it looks amazing, but you can implement text just to implement it. Uh, what what should you do with a hologram without having a clear clear strategy, um, and having a clear map for the guest journey as well? That's important. Also, do you need to to be something that the brand has in their values as well, uh, and that that's a perfect fit with Aiden. Yeah, ba basically, we we reach out to HoloConnect. Um, that has developed this hologram. Um, and I think it was one and a half, two years ago now. Uh, and we met those guys uh, in, in the Netherlands. Um, and I thought, this is expensive, right? Um, <laughs> should, should we invest, invest in this? Um, why can't you just use a web camera and have a screen? So tell our viewers, like, what it almost looks like a little bit. Like, how does this look in your hotel when a guest walks in? Basically, you meet me, you, you meet yourself, you meet Steve, you meet David. It, it is a real-life person, and he, he greets you. So they, they walk in, and there's just kind of a hologram of a person that if they need help checking in or anything like that, that's that kind of hologram is what they're, that person is using to help check them in. Yeah, basically what we what we do now, if you step into the hotel, uh, you, you will see this huge screen. And of course, you will ask yourself, what is this? And you, you go closer, and then the hologram activates. And then there will be um, a person there uh, saying, hi, welcome to Aiden. How can I help you? And then you will have a menu uh, about how to check in, uh, rewards, uh, nearby sites, train tables, whatever. And you will also have a button to a live connection. And if you push that button, you will come to our central service crew. And you will see a real uh, size person handling five hotels at the same time. That will, yeah, 
be just like a regular receptionist. And the reason for why we are doing this is we, we do not want to remove the human contact. Uh, we, we know how important it is. But you will have supplements and you don't need to stand one hour in line. When I checked in today at noon, I stand one hour in queue. And they even had self-service, but it didn't work, of course. <laughs> Do you find, so when we... Uh... We had someone on the program from Dream Hotels and they started using robots for room service and it became really a thing where where guests were staying at the hotel just to order room service uh, and do social media around getting room service from a robot. Do you have a lot of guests that are taking selfies with the holograms or, you know, it's a big thing or they, you know, they comment to somebody else, a live person at the property that the main reason why we stayed here was because we wanted to experience this type of check-in? I do not think that the main reason why you should stay at our hotels is because of a hologram. And I do not uh, think that the customers choose us because there is a hologram there. Uh, the first time, it's really impressive. Uh, right. But of course, um, as you know, with with, uh, with robots uh, taking, taking room service, uh, vacuum cleaning the rooms, especially with, with the... Um, Room service, I think it's 60% take a picture and post it on social media. So, of course, wow. it has a huge effect. And a hologram, even better. Just to think, guys, going into a hotel, um, you have your kids with you, and one of the on-site staff uh, take, take the kid uh, with, with them. And, yeah, that's it. And <laughs> uh, your kid can basically check in their parents. And the parents can take a picture. Wow, that's, that's a per that's a perfect yeah. business idea. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's, yeah. I think that creates memories and magic. It does. That's great. Quick follow up question. So it makes total sense. People aren't coming to 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 just because of the holograms. But have you have you been finding out that people have been discovering the hotel because of the buzz around the holograms, or where they've they've kind of learned about it? via that and social media? Yeah. Um, we opened the first hotel with a hologram uh, the 1st of February. So it hasn't been that high occupancy since we started up. But we see that, that from the local media uh, with a hologram, right. and um, especially by the community around, there has been a lot of people going into the hotel to see what the hologram is all about. And it's... Um, Really amazing to see the to yeah. see the guests face yeah. uh, when when you have a live host. It's truly amazing, and it's you can't create that magic with with a regular staff. You can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of to that. How does that help with the personalization to uh, to help that guest experience? Is it is it the hologram? Just like people just get so excited when they see it, you know, compared to a normal person, or how does that work? No, I think there is a. Um, Somewhere in between. First of all, uh, when you have a hologram, you can handle X number of hotels at the same time, uh, one one person. But of course, we have on-site staff as well. Um, sure. And what we would like to do in CIC is to take away all of the administration tasks that they have on-site. So basically, that means that we can drink coffee, play shuffleboard, and hang out with our guests instead of answering emails or uh, guest feedback 
Uh, why, why should we do that when there is a robot that can do it even more personalized than we can? How close do you think we're getting to, to that? Or are you guys there to having kind of this fully automated hotel with, you know, kind of that, with that your end goal, what you just said, how close are we getting to that? Or you feel like you're, you know, you're right there. I think the entire industry uh, and for us as well, uh, we have a long way to go. Uh, and the hardest part is um, the housekeeping um, right. to take care of uh, washing the walls, the roof. The floor can be fully automated, no problem. Uh, and also the kitchen to have quality and mm-hmm. fully automated service uh, on the F&B scene. That's quite hard, and I think it will take some time uh, to be able to do so. And for us, we are trying and failing all the time to try to find new tech, implement new tech. But after two years, the tech is outdated. So you need to find the right one uh, and develop this with the suppliers. New technology is awesome, right? Like having a hologram at a front desk is awesome. That's cool. So what is on the other side, what is the hardest part? about introducing this new technology? I think the hardest part, first of all, is to find the right supplier. As I I said, for for us in CIC, it's the most important thing is to find suppliers that are startups or scale-ups that can develop their product together with us. For example, the the self-service checking that we use, Norwegian company, we were the first mover but now we see that, for example, other hotel chains in Norway use it. And I think they will expand quite rapid as well. It's hard to find the right supplier. I think that's that's the hardest part. Uh, and to implement it, there is always skept- skepticism from staff. Uh, will we be replaced? And also for the customers, uh, just, just see how the, at the airport, how long time uh, did it take before uh, your mother at 70 years old checked in herself. Uh, you, you held her hand for, for five years, right? So it, it, it costs a lot of money to, to implement it. And you do need to use many resources to make employees feel safe. Because if they don't feel safe, they will lose trust in the product. And then the customer will lose trust in it as well. So, Thomas, last question here as we finish up the industry thought section. Do you have any advice for hotels that might be a little lenient to move towards more automation? Find the right product that can help you. Um, You do need to be aware of the effect that it can give you. If it can increase the guest journey somehow, if it can increase the efficiency at the hotel, and why should you implement it? You, you do need to have a good answer on that um, to do so. But I think there are some easy things that you can do as well. Uh, why should you have a waiter asking for another beer when you can have a robot uh, having hundreds of beers at the same time and you can pay with a QR code? I agree with it 100%. Awesome. Well, well, that's all we have for, for that section. Now we actually have a new se- section session uh, with our producer, John, here. So John doesn't have the hospitality background like David and I as much of it. He has a little bit, but uh, you know he's been listening the whole time. So now we get to John. He gets to ask a couple questions that, that he has. Cool. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Fl- the fly on the wall questions. So you were talking about the holograms and using them 
Um, have you seen the efficiency really pick up with using them? Or Because in my mind, I imagine, are there people stacked up waiting in line to use a hologram? Or how does it actually play out with multiple people trying to check in? Good, good question. And that's important to... Yeah, let me use two minutes here. <clears throat> uh, because when, when you have a hologram uh, and a centralized staff taking care of five hotels, the emails that doesn't get answered by a bot, they can handle those emails for five hotels at the same time. They can handle the group bookings. They can handle the phones. And when you have a hologram located at one hotel, it's also possible to, you can even get smaller holograms as well, um, but see the, still see an um, entire live person as well. So you can have many places at the hotel where the, where the guests can uh, can reach you. So it doesn't create lines at the moment, but if it creates lines, there is on-site stuff there as well. So basically, it's just more beneficial for, for both parties. That makes a lot of sense. And then I really liked, you said part of your goals is to, as a company, a CIC Hospitality, is to have hotels without any administrative tasks. What have you done outside of the holograms to help reduce the administrative tasks for your staff? So first of all, um, our our staff, uh, we try to have a quite lean operational model. So we have uh, one hotel manager, we have one service manager, and that's it. So we do not have a booking manager, a revenue manager, uh, a front office manager, and so on at the hotels. We do a lot of the centralized work uh, from CIC Hospitality, but also we have back office system that helps us a lot, for example, for, for revenue, uh, for sales, for uh, IA bots, uh, answering emails, uh, phone is the next one. So we have done a lot, um, but we can't remove the breakfast. The breakfast has to be made. Uh, and so far, there's another robot that does it, but we will see. All right. Well, that does it for another episode of The Modern Hotelier. Before we go, Thomas, can you let us know uh, how people listening can find CIC, what's next for CIC? Plug away. Anything you'd like to share with us would be great. CIC Hospitality has now uh, 20 hotels uh, operating in Scandinavia. Sweden is the next market uh, coming up very soon and Denmark is a huge potential for us we see a great market there uh, and also expanding in uh, in Norway as well and who knows uh, I'm in Germany at the moment got it oh, a little teaser there I like that <laughs> all right well thank you very much we really appreciated having you as a guest today and that does it for the modern hotelier thank you thank you it was an honor thank you Thomas this episode is sponsored by lasso experience Lasso Experience is a complete digital guest platform that provides a single point of communication that takes care of your guest's entire journey from reservation to post-stay. It is fully customizable to the specific needs of your guests and your hotel, opening up new revenue opportunities and creating memorable guest experiences. Contact them at lassoexperience.com to see how they can help. You made it to the end of The Modern Hotelier. Thanks for listening. The Modern Hotelier is produced by Make More Media. Make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or follow wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you know of a guest or sponsor that would be a good fit, feel free to email us at hello at themodernhotelier.com. Thanks and have a great day.